In this week's episode, the guys are doing the normal reviews, news, but talking Golden Globe nominations. Hit it, Kenny. going on guys welcome back episode 26 of the talking cinema podcast i'm your co-host bobby i'm adam and uh we're back in person how do you remember how many episodes there are i just look at the instagram and i'd like keep track of it wow just he's so dedicated guys i'm very (laughs) um big week um it's a little late adam's finals are next week right yeah i'm kind of in the middle man really going out on a limb here for you guys so (laughs) so we're getting this one in quick. This should we're recording this on Wednesday, so you guys will be hearing this tomorrow. And then we're gonna try to get another one up for next Monday, so then he doesn't have to he could focus on finals all next week and get that over with and <laughs> I'd appreciate it. it. Thanks. But guys. um we're gonna get right into it. I'm gonna go first. All right, whatever. Um did you have you seen May December? Yes, I have. So I thought this movie was very interesting. It's on Netflix. Um Natalie Portman Julianne Moore, and I believe it's Charlie Melton. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances were great. Like, the writing was good. Very, like, a very chilling movie, I'd say. Yeah. But uh, but I think, the like, the star of the show is Charlie Melton. Like, he was absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now he's up there. He might be my favorite, if not a close second, for the Golden Globe for Best Supporting actor i believe that's just that own title yeah we're gonna double check that later because we'll definitely going over the golden globes later <laughs> but he steals the show um a weird movie though um i don't didn't really find it funny i know a lot of people think it's pretty funny but um yeah i didn't think it was that funny and natalie portman's character arc it was very very well written yeah it was very good uh i go eight one for may december eight one on the bloop scout yeah i watched it when it first came out um yeah i agree charlie mountain oh my god like to my understanding a complete nobody before this pretty much um Um, he might have been in a couple other things bob's gonna do some research um but yeah i to me this was just like a straight up performance movie um and i guess that makes sense for a movie about actors and stuff um but yeah i mean like natalie portman julianne moore charles mountain it was just like up and down the line. They all killed it. And that was like pretty, but like, that's the thing for me. That was all I got out of it. Um, the story didn't really do anything for me. The way it was presented, I guess I maybe I don't know something about the delivery of it. Uh, like I re- genuinely got nothing out of this movie. Um, besides just like in awe of how great all these performances were. Um, I don't know how Julianne Moore is still so underrated. She is, you know, all time. She's so fucking good. I know she's an Academy Award winner, but um you can say something yeah so charlie mellon is in riverdale uh, if any of you people that have watched riverdale i have not is i don't the cole sprout show yeah yeah. He, yeah neither of us have watched it <laughs> um but he's in that and then he's in bad boys for life which i believe was the third bad boys movie and he's going to be in the the fourth bad boys movie that comes out at wow. some point next year so big things happen i yeah. assume that nobody will ignore him after this. i'm sure he's going to get tons of uh better roles than yeah. bad boys before um yeah, I think I'll go like a seven, eight. I've heard again, yeah, some people who really liked it that I talked to were like, I kind of watched it as a comedy, and it was like a lot better that way. And I was like, maybe I have to rewatch it then and just try to be amused. Um, the ending's interesting. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, genuinely, like the whole movie just kind of made me feel like a little kid who doesn't understand film. 
And I was like, I, I don't get any of this. This is going over my head. So uh, that's the feeling I had. So I didn't really enjoy it. But the performances are phenomenal. Um, yeah, 7, 8, I'll give it. Yeah, no, I just thought it was like like a very chilling movie. I think if you, I think the way to get this movie is if you really pay attention to Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's hard not to, cause I think she's the, the main, yeah. the main character, but if you really pay attention to like her and how she goes about everything throughout mm-hmm. the two hours of the movie then. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if you guys know the plot, but it's like, so Natalie, this is based, it's like a remixed version of a true story where Natalie Portman is playing an actress who is starring in a movie made about Julianne Moore, who is um, like a child predator, basically, who was a teacher who had sex with her 13-year-old student, who's Charles Melton, um, which happened in the 90s in the movie. And then now we're like, what is it, like 20 years later, maybe? Um, And then so she got, she went to jail, came out, and then got back with Charles Melton, and then they had a bunch of kids together. And then so she's doing, she's playing Julianne Moore, so basically she's visiting them and like studying her and trying to know the story and asking a bunch of people around town who know the story, trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. And the movie and the movie ends right when filming of Natalie Portman's movie begins. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. May, December, guys. <laughs> Interesting. And I looked it up. May, December is the title. Um, like it means like, uh, like a May, December romance. So like a young person and an old person. Gotcha. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what else have you seen um so i got the chance to see the also or the other big netflix movie leave the world behind it has um julia roberts ethan hawk mahershala ali stack cast also kevin bacon or almost forgot kevin bacon um <laughs> and the all the individual performances are really good i loved ethan hawk in this he was actually pretty funny um the music choice for this movie was really weird and best part about it was 100 percent the um the beginning and if i could totally play it for you guys i'm definitely going to show adam it after this it might be a copyright it was <laughs> yeah it would be a copyright um really really awesome opening to the movie and then it just kind of spirals down from there um mm-hmm. very similar to knock knock uh knock, knock at the cabin. cabin yeah yeah knock at the cabin which i did not really like that much so, I mean, I'm going to get the same score, 6-6, six, six, as I gave Knock at the Cabin. But um, it was a really bizarre fucking movie. I mean, two and a half hours. It, was also, it also felt really long. But yeah. um, besides the beginning, the best part was it seemed very realistic to how everyone was, like, reacting to everything mm-hmm. and how the little daughter, like, all she wanted to do was figure out how she could finish the show Friends. That was her whole <laughs> MO the entire movie. And I feel like if you were a little kid and if you weren't like scared and petrified of what's going on and you really didn't know and you didn't want to know, you'd only want to watch Friends, I guess, mm-hmm. if you were into into Friends at that age. So <laughs> otherwise, not that great of a movie. Um, not overall a stinker. I mean, 6-6 six, six is still a pretty solid score, I'd, I'd say. Middle of the pack. But um, yeah, no, I don't recommend this just because it's so <laughs> long and so boring. Yeah, these Netflix movies really are hit or miss, aren't they? Yeah. They can't all be set it up, I guess. Yeah, they um, can't all be set it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so something else I saw. This was one I've been waiting for a long time. Um, so I saw The Boy and the Heron, which is the new Hayao Miyazaki movie. Um, so, like, he came out of retirement, hasn't made a movie in about 10 years. Um, and he's like, this is it, guys. This is my last movie. But recently has said that he might make something else. So it's not for sure. But um, I think he's, like, 
80, 81, 82, something like that. Um, so like as a big fan of his and like a Studio Ghibli fan, I don't know how familiar you are, Bobby, with their movies, but they're basically like the most imaginative things you've ever seen. They're like magical, you know, it's like Disney movies if they were really cool. <laughs> um, and kind of like they're all rooted in like this like really like lighthearted like joy of life kind of vibe um and like this one isn't and i was really surprised by that so he like tried to tell a much more serious story which i appreciated and i thought that like he definitely had something to say in this one but it was just like i don't know what it was it just like none of it gelled like you're not on the edge of your seat you're not like you know in it from scene to scene like you were in all of his other movies that are like absolute classics um but this one goes for a much more serious vibe and he's like trying to talk about like coping with death and like understanding that it's a part of life and whatnot um and i don't want to say that he couldn't have made a dark movie and i think that if he did it if they did it correctly it could have been really well but something about it just didn't gel and like the plot makes no sense really um and like it's serious but then it's lacking a lot of like really satisfying like emotional scenes you know um and then the like they do have an imaginative aspect of it like all those movies do but it's kind of weird and like not in a good way and it feels like a little underbaked which like enters like halfway through so i don't know i was kind of let down but a lot of people are saying it's like a fucking masterpiece so maybe i gotta watch it again but uh yeah, I definitely didn't hate it. I mean, it's gorgeous, like all of his other movies are. And I really, there was some really good dialogue in there that were like some of the best that he's had, like about like the theme of like death and whatnot. So it was really good. But as a whole, just like didn't really do it for me. Um, I'll give it a 7-9. Slightly disappointed. The boy in the hair. <laughs> I also saw it in subtitles. I haven't seen the English dub yet. Um, I haven't seen, I think, did he do Ponyo? He did do Ponyo, Like, yeah. that's the only movie I've seen of Dude, his. Ponyo's good, right? Like, I mean, I also think I saw it when I was little, so I can't even tell you <laughs> anything that happens uh-huh. in it. But um, I plan on seeing that soon, too. I know. Hopefully, I see the English dub version. Yeah, I want to see the dub. Because I know Robert Pattinson is absolutely, like, ridiculous in it, and mm-hmm. he filmed everything. I believe it was two days. Is that what the, the post I sent you said? I think so, yeah. He came in with voice memos of the voice perfected already, mm-hmm. and then he did everything in two days. That's how. That's what shows should show you guys how, legit, like prepared and legit. This guy is, and yeah, he's bound to win an Oscar. <laughs> I definitely want to see it again. I just, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know I was booking the subtitled version. It might not. The real version might not, or the American version might not be out in the US. Yeah, I'm actually not sure, but uh, yeah, I would try to see the one with the actual cast that you know we know in it. <laughs> Um, my next movie and last movie review is a uh, Leo, another Netflix movie. Oh, I've been able to watch your Netflix movies because <laughs> I've been on the road up. But um, it's actually one of Adam Sandler's better Netflix movies. He has he has good ones, but a lot of stinkers. I feel like on Netflix, he's like, I don't know why him and Happy Madison keep doing these netflix like really bad netflix movies just so he can make money and like i guess give his friends jobs and stuff like, <laughs> he's a really good guy I don't know <laughs> but um it's really funny him and bill burr and uh it's actually like i felt like a movie that like an animated kids movie that people of all ages can actually watch and probably relate to mm-hmm. just because of how old his character's supposed to be he's supposed to be giving wisdom to like all these little kids and all this other stuff and like all, all the dialogue's really funny he's written very well 
but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, the score is not going to be as high as like I'm making it seem, but it's like <laughs> it was a very enjoyable movie. And this is probably where it's going to max out at. I give it a seven two. Okay, but it's a solid watch. If you like, if you're looking <laughs> for something random to watch on Netflix, and you have like, if you haven't seen it, and you're like, I want to, I want to see something new that's come out. Uh huh. Go Leo. Okay. Go Leo. I, it's definitely better than Leave the World Behind. I'd much, I'd much rather watch <laughs> Leo. <thing>. So, <laughs> yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, my third movie is like a little bit different. I think it's on the exact opposite of the spectrum as Leo. Um, it's Spring Breakers. Have you seen Spring Breakers? No. Okay. So it's like the most divisive movie of like the last ten years, probably. Um, because people either think it's brilliant or people think it's like an absolute piece of shit. Um. And, like, my experience was, like, somewhere in the middle, I guess. Kind of leaning on piece of shit. Um, yeah, that's the, he's got the poster right now. It's the one where James Franco has cornrows. You've seen it everywhere. Um, he plays a character called Alien. Um, and it basically follows uh, Vanessa Hutchins, Selena Gomez, um, and some other friends. Uh, nobody that you guys would know, probably. Um, as they... So they're in like some school in Kentucky. They don't say what the name is. They're in college and they go to, they like try to get money to go to um, Florida for spring break. Um, and they like rob a restaurant in order to get the money to go with squirt guns. Um, and then they go to Florida for spring break and they get arrested one day. Cause like they were doing Coke at some party and a guy crashed. Um, and then like James Franco bails them out of jail and he's like, you know basically like you guys want to hang out um and he's like some crazy like drug lord criminal in florida um who just like you know takes a hold on them and they like fall in love with like the place and everything but like one by one the friends start to go home because they've had enough until there's only like three of them left um so they like selena gomez leaves the movie halfway through which i had no idea she just like gets on a bus and like goes home and that's it um then the others stay in Florida. Honestly, the plot doesn't even matter. It's just like the most absurd thing. And it's like not well made at all. I mean, like it's really submersive and everything. And like the colors are crazy. Um, and like the vibe is like something, I guess. I don't know. But it's just like the most absurd thing ever. Um, it's bad, but like you will enjoy watching it probably for the absurdity. And there's one scene that's like genuinely brilliant where it's like, all right, let me pitch this to you. Ready? Draw this in your mind. So James Franco doing like a crazy Southern accent is uh, playing piano on a dock right next to the water. Um, And he's playing everything by Britney Spears and he's singing it as well. And there are three girls in pink ski mask and like bikinis and shotguns dancing like cult-like around him. And then also while that's happening, there's a montage of them like uh, robbing a bunch of people in different houses. Um, And that's like the best thing in the movie. And it's just like the most absurd thing ever. Uh, it's like that part's like genuinely brilliant, but the rest of it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. There's something in there, I think, but it's like the craziest thing ever. You should watch it. I don't know, might as well. I gave it like a five three, but some people think it's like a five star movie. Like genuinely, I don't know. Um, and the James Franco performance is like the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And there's a scene where he, um, Vanessa Hutchins has a gun on him, right? And he like. He like starts deep throwing the front of the gun. Um Yeah, and that goes on for a while. <laughs> it goes on for a long time. Yeah, Spring Breakers. I don't know. That was like A24's first movie also. I think like one of the first. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Before they found their footing, I guess. <laughs> oh God, um, you know, I don't know if I should ever watch that or not. <laughs> no, now. it's the most insane thing ever made for sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna take you on. I mean, looking, <laughs> at, looking at these photos, like James Franco just looks like a Florida, like a like a like a Florida man, like you know those yeah, yeah, he those news Florida things, man. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida man gets bit by gator and then. Right. Radioactive gator, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, I got no other movies. I got two TV shows. I'm gonna run through quick. So, new TV show on Max called Bookie with Sebastian Maniscalco is actually pretty good. I did not think it would be that good. I'm I don't know how many episodes are gonna be in season one, but I'm four episodes in. There's only four episodes, so I'm halfway through with that. Um, it's actually pretty good. It's really funny, and it's about a dude who a bookie who's running like a sports a sports gambling book and this is like right before California's cuz now like it's not everywhere but sports betting is now like has the legal books like FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, I think it's like ESPN bets now not Barstool Sportsbook and it's all those places and where it's legal to gamble like you can gamble just on on your phone and there's like nowhere you don't have to like call anybody or like join a join a bookie or anything and this is him doing it in California. I don't know if it's actually legal or not yet in California, but we're going to say this is before it's legal in California. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. It like shows him like going, like going to people's houses, trying to get the money back. And like one of the people, he tries to get like eight grand back from them. And it turns out that the person spent the eight that grand he was in debt to Maniscalco on getting like, becoming transgender and becoming a woman and then he jumps Sebastian Maniscalco saying I'm pretty how I am okay. and he comes back out with like a like broken finger and he's like he's like I wasn't gonna hit you I was gonna say I'm, I'm congrats and he's like like Maniscalco's laying on the ground just getting a heel to the face so this is a comedy trying to play yeah no, okay. it's, it's a comedy it's very funny um and his partner also is like an ex-football player who has a connection, so it helps them out with like placing the lines and everything. Mm-hmm. And each episode, it shows them going like to drop off child support to like one of like the ten ladies he has a kid with. Okay. And so Maniscalco like will make like a stupid joke. He goes, "Shouldn't have said that." And he like sits <laughs> behind. He's like sitting behind, like trying to like joke around about. Him. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I should probably put a condom on with that one. And it's like right in front of the baby, <laughs> mom, like, looking at him. It's it's good. That's um. I'd give it so far like a seven three. Uh, I've had a bunch of laughs with it. It's not like the greatest thing mm-hmm. on HBO Max to watch, but it's it's short episodes, like twenty twenty five minute episodes, and it's funny, so it gets a good laugh at. It. Charlie Sheen's also in the first episode, so that one's very interesting. So I, you guys should go check it out if you got nothing to watch. It's a quick watch, so yeah. Cool. Bookie seven three. Cool. You got any other TV shows? Um... I didn't finish it yet, but I've been watching Insecure for like the past three months. I'm okay. finally on the last season. It's great. It's it's like everything people say it is. It's the funniest show ever. And the characters are great. Like the character development in that show is like some of the best I've ever seen. Just like season to season. Um, yeah, like the smartest writers in the world on that one. Go watch it. Everything mm-hmm. that they say it is. Um, yeah, nothing else we're going to say about that one. It's just so mm-hmm. good. You should watch it. Yeah. And then I am halfway through Lupin season three. Have you ever seen it? Lupin? No. Yeah. So it's about this burglar played by Omar Sy. And he's like, it's based on these books about Arsene Lupin. I'm going to try to say it as close to the French. <laughs> as I, that was as good. Like, 
and like he does all these all this stuff like based in the book uh-huh. and it's all these things very closely emulates this book character mm. who's, a, who's a master thief and all this stuff and i just started the third season and i'm like just about halfway through mm-hmm. and it took a massive twist if you guys have seen it um he like this is like i think it's the final season i don't know yet but this is him coming back after his big like final like theft in the second season but he's coming back to do like his grand finale theft which goes wrong in an essence after the theft is done and all hell's broken loose and he's got to figure out how to fix everything so that's a good one i'd say right now i'm gonna go eight one halfway review for it it's pretty good so far it's a good score it's solid yeah it's dubbed in english on netflix but it's still good i mean it's it's kind of funny just to watch them like <laughs> say something yeah, and it looks nothing like the english words yeah. but they only get away with good. it on animation animation it works somehow because like you just have to say it in the amount of time that they open their mouth you know yeah um yeah but it's not like they don't dub it terribly it's not like they say something and then it's like a delayed english <laughs> voice. like it's, it's on it's on the same god those are so good they, like they do it perfectly with like him speaking and whatnot yeah. but you could definitely tell mm-hmm. it's <laughs> He's not speaking English, but um, yeah. So I'm guys, get into the news. Please watch Spring Breakers just so I have somebody to talk about it with. <laughs> I need I need to know because somehow nobody that I've known seen has seen this movie, but like it's obviously so popular. I mean, everybody What's knows it on? It. Uh, Max. It's on Max. I'll Go give you my log. Max. Go watch it on Max. Just so yes. you can watch it. All right. So we're gonna hop into the news. Um, I believe this is how you say this guy's last name. I'm I'm gonna double check afterwards. But rest in peace, Andre Brower. He was the police chief in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Pretty funny guy. I haven't really seen anything else he's been in, but everything I have seen of him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine was pretty funny. So mm-hmm. rest in peace to him. Um, Michael Waldron, who wrote Loki and the second Doctor Strange movie, is now to write Avengers Kang Dynasty. Bob Eager says Disney is now focused on quality over quantity, expressing that Disney has been making too many sequels. <clears throat> Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are starring as the parents of Danny and Debbie Ocean in an Ocean's prequel. Director West, West Ball says he wants his Zelda movie to feel like a live-action uh, Miyazaki film. How do you feel about that? Do you think a, a, if he was like to come back, he said how he was like potentially would come back for another movie? Miyazaki? Yeah, what would you do if it was like a Zelda? Well, he wouldn't do a live action. It'd be animated. Well, I'm, but I'm saying. Yeah, like, if he did an animated Zelda, it'd be awesome. Yeah, It definitely fits the vibe for sure. I think that's a good idea. Do you think he could do a live action? Live action? I don't know. I don't know if animators really know. You know what I mean? Well, because like his movies are like straight up paintings. It would be kind of tough. Gotcha. But if they're doing it in style, it should be awesome. I'm excited for that. Gotcha. Um, this is very big, especially for me and Adam. Uh, Max is to become the exclusive streaming home of all A24 movies and a new deal with Warner Bros. Absolutely. You guys hear that? You can watch Spring Breakers on HBO Max, (laughs) even though it's already on there. Um, All DC movies will be available to stream on Tubi for free and a new deal with Warner Bros. They've been on the move, Warner Brothers. They're making money right now. Are they? Um, George Clooney says there's interest in doing a new Oceans movie that's a continuation of Danny's story. And the last but not least, The Rock is set to star in an A24 movie directed by uh, Ben Safdie called The Smashing Machine, which follows a UFC fighter's struggles with addiction, winning, and love. Interesting. Um, I feel like 
people, I saw this online the other day, how mm-hmm. people were like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was never like a great actor. He just always picked good directors. Like he always picked good movies. Mm-hmm. And I think The Rock has done the complete opposite. Like I think <laughs> The Rock, maybe in his eyes have been like good movies. Yeah. But like he's been part of the Jumanji reboot, which the first ones I thought was actually like not not, not bad. It was, mm-hmm. a, it, was a, it was a good rock movie. Mm-hmm. But then you got like the second Jumanji, uh, that skyscraper movie. Oh my gosh, so bad. Rampage. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I, there's probably more than I could think of, clearly. Mm-hmm. But I think that if he decided to maybe choose a couple better like directors and other things like that, he would 100% have a much better filmography and people would maybe think of him as a bit of a better actor. Like, like yeah. Dave Bautista chooses good things. Dave Bautista is a wrestler. Dave Bautista chooses good roles. John Cena chooses like for the most part, particularly better roles than the rock. But John Cena also picks like some stupid, funny roles. You think, uh, the rock has like talent like Dave Bautista though. I don't think the rock could do drags, man. I don't think he has it in him. I don't know. You, I don't think we've ever seen him try anything like that. We've only seen him do what? What was it? Um, Black Adam. I mean, Black Adam. Like, I didn't see it. Was it that bad? I mean, it's not great. Like, he, The Rock's not horrendous in it, but uh-huh. it's like that's two different characters. That's like The Rock's trying to play Shazam. <laughs> the Rock wasn't that great at playing Shazam. <laughs> like Zachary, like leave that to Zachary Levi. Uh-huh. Like let Zachary Levi reprise that role. James you. Gunn, please. Let him do it. <laughs> He was the best part about DC. Um, <laughs> but like, it's stuff like that where it's like, I think also it's completely different work, working with James Gunn in the MCU. Like, that's a good director. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who made Black Adam. I, I couldn't no tell you. Exactly. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like people know James Gunn for like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, John Cena's also worked with James Gunn. Like, why can't that's The true. Rock just like be like, hey. All on. wrestlers need to see James Gunn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get, like he could try. I mean, The Rock just hasn't chosen like a good like he'll always say like like esteemed director blah 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 and then you're like who's that guy like i've never heard of this guy mm-hmm. and then they'll have like their one good short film from sundance that mm-hmm. no one's ever seen or something and i mean bravo to them i'm not trying to bash them for having a good film at sundance like that's yeah. an accomplishment in <laughs> itself good for y'all man but like like I, yeah the rock brings in a ton of money we're, like, we're not saying he's not like a good person to have on like a set of something or anything Mm -hmm. he just chooses very poor films and i think this is a step in the right direction if he wants to help himself out because i think a lot of people not just fans of the rock because there are so many that i'm pretty sure he'd probably actually get like a good amount of votes to be president because so many people sweat the rock in a weird way but like he is crazy popular yeah like People who actually enjoy movies like ourselves will actually want to go see this movie because he's with a good director yeah. and a good screenwriter. And like, this is the, probably the best person he's ever worked on a movie with. This guy's going to push The Rock to actually do something well on yeah, screen. It's like, you know, like when a bad actor takes a good director to work with, like it becomes interesting, right? It's like when Adam Sandler is like, I'm going to work with the Safety Brothers. Um, it's like you want to go see it. You know what I mean? It's like Pulp Fiction. It's like Travolta. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it was the same thing at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like if you choose, like the right person can save the right person's career. I'm going to say it like that. And this could be The Rock's it's a stretch by saying this could be The Rock's <laughs> Pulp Fiction, but like Dark Horse for this, Best Actor of 2025. <laughs> but like this could be The Rock's Pulp Fiction. This could be his 
whale. This could be what we're not saying he's going to win anything, but he like, might be terrible. He might be bad. He could be like, really he could bad. Be bad but Although he is playing like a UFC. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely but in his we, yeah, But all we are saying is this, this could be a great step in the, the right direction mm-hmm. instead of keep backpedaling. Right. And to all bad actors, just yes. work with good directors. Yes. Try to get roles and it could be like overall bad movies. Just work with someone, like even work with like good actors that surround you. Because yeah. like, as much as I love Ryan Reynolds, I fucking love Ryan Reynolds. Awesome actor. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to like become a great actor, it's probably not like the first person you should think about working with. <laughs> no offense. But like, that's like, true. And like, you shouldn't surround yourself with like Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. If you, you want to be a better actor, like if you want to be fun, if you want to be in like funny stuff, like go for it. Kevin Hart, like a lot of people find him funny. But like, you should want to surround yourself with like a Sam L. Jackson. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, kids got a point. Like Uma Thurman, like you want to surround mm-hmm. yourself with people like that. You want to surround yourself with people that are very high up in the biz that you can reflect off of, and they can help you become better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my take on that movie. Well said, man. Yeah, but now we are going to go into. We did the Golden Globe nominations for the movies already. We ran on with that, so thank God there's not as many movie ones, mm-hmm. but they just released. Some of these movies aren't even out yet, so. Mm-hmm. Bear with us. We haven't seen them all. So I'm, I'm going to pull that up right now. He's going to pull it up. Best motion picture for a drama. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, Anatomy of the Fall. Have you seen any of those movies besides Oppenheimer? Wait, I, I saw Oppenheimer. I saw uh, Past Lives. I've seen Past Lives. That's all. Yeah, that's it. So who's your pick right now? Well, from those, what was it? It was only two. Um, so Oppenheimer versus Past Lives. Uh, past Lives. Past Lives? Yeah. Right. I'm going to agree with you. I've only seen three. I've also seen Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Um, Anatomy of the Fall, I've just barely missed it. But Maestro and Zone of Interest aren't out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll totally let like update you guys on those. Zone of Interest is A24, by the yes. way. Um, we're not going to do like an official post or anything we'll do that closer to whenever the awards mm-hmm. actually come up so is would your rankings of those be past lives oppenheimer then flower moon i do past lives killers of flower moon and then oppenheimer really you like that more than oppenheimer interesting okay um best picture of musical comedy barbie four things american fiction the holdovers may december and air um the poor things and american fiction have not came out yet mm-hmm. i think as of right now i think i'd say air Really? Um, Yeah, I've heard American Fiction is like the best movie of the year, but yeah, like you said, it hasn't come out yet. I'm really excited to see that. Um, May-December in the comedy section. So I guess there you have it. I guess it is a comedy. I got to watch it as a comedy. Um, I got to go Barbie, man, (laughs) of those ones. Yeah, I got to go Barbie. I also haven't seen The Holdovers, but. I think I'm going, Holdovers is very close second, I think, for me. Mm. I could easily, I could 100% see Barbie winning though. Barbie does it for me. Um, best director in a motion picture. This is for everything. So, uh, Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Greta Gerwig, Barbie, uh, Yorgos, Lanthimos. I hope I said that right. Four <laughs> things: uh, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then Selena Song for Past Lives. Who's your pick? Um, as much as I love Past Lives, I think. I think Nolan finally deserves it. I think Nolan's got to get it. Has he not? Oh, well, this is a Golden Globe then, I guess. Um, I don't know if he's won one of those. Uh, I don't know if he's even won. Has he won? I don't know if he's won an Oscar for Best best Director. 
not i think he won one for screenplay for memento but i don't yeah. know about best director but um i think he's it's either okay. him i think it's either him or celine song they might give it to scorsese because everybody just sucks his dick but they could also give it a gerwig potentially the fan vote the fan vote the kids choice award although i mean like that is like the world that they created in barbie's awesome so like not taking away from that at all um i'd probably go op it's just because it's such a massive thing you know um yeah best screenplay so barbie poor things oppenheimer kills of the fire moon past lives and anatomy of the fall Mm -hmm. um that's also a tough one because like all those are well written. I think that's just a toss up. You could give it a, I haven't seen, we haven't seen poor things that hasn't came out yet. And I don't think either of us have seen anatomy of the fall. So I think that's a toss up between any of those four movies. They're all well written. Yeah. I mean, I might say either Barbie or past lives for me. Um, I'm going to say past lives just because of how like emotionally wrecking that movie is. Yeah. I'll say that one. Um, that's just like a wrecking actually it is now i'll go barbie also i think that your ghost guy could win best director honestly because just like the images of that movie that we've seen so far it looks like crazy yeah like just like in like world and stuff like that so he might win that um yeah i'm gonna go barbie for screenplay so best actor in a drama we got bradley cooper maestro killian murphy oppenheimer dicaprio killers of the flower moon Coleman Domingo, Rustin, Andrew Scott, all the strangers, and Barry Keoghan, Saltburn. Um, I love the Barry Keoghan <laughs> nomination here. I he's thought great. he was really good. He's I so think. good in uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, he's he so good. He's in very that. good. In yeah. That. Um, I think this is Killian Murphy's award to lose. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm agree with that. I think he should get it. Although I, I haven't seen Bradley it. Cooper, obviously. I haven't seen Bradley Cooper. I heard he's really good, and then. DiCaprio and Killian Murphy are neck and neck right now. Like, give it to like Killian. Just, but I think I think you have to give it to Killian. It's yeah. like we said last year with Austin Butler. I think it's it's Killian Murphy's award to lose. Mm-hmm. And Austin Butler lost it. Yep. <laughs> um, performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Carrie Mulligan, or Lily Gladstone, Killers of Flower Moon, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Sandra Cooler, Anatomy of the Fall. Annette Benning, Nyad, Greta Lee, Past Lives, and Kaylee Spaney. I hope I said that one right. Probably messed that one up. <laughs> Did you see Priscilla? Priscilla? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Um, I heard mixed things about it. I'm going to say, as much as I loved Greta Lee, I, I'm going to go Lily Gladstone. That's she what I haven't seen that course in that movie. She was really good. Greta Lee's also great. Greta but I could also see uh, Sandra Huller. From Anatomy of a Fall, taking it too. Yeah, and I don't know how good Carrie Mulligan is going to be. Um, yeah, but she's great. I mean, yeah, I heard Lily Gladstone is unreal. Yeah, no, Lily Gladstone's probably the best performance in that movie. Um, best performance by an actress in a musical or a comedy. Uh, Fantasia Barrino, the the color, yeah, the color purple. Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Natalie Portman. That's so funny. May December. Was that Alma Poisty? Fallen Leaves, Margot Robbie, Barbie, and Emma Stone, Poor Things. They might give it to um, Emma Stone. I think Emma Stone will probably end up winning it. I just, think Natalie Portman might be my pick, yeah. though. I think right now, Natalie, I think, honestly, right now, my pick's fucking Margot Robbie. Like, I really yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Natalie Portman was really good. As of right now, I'm going to give it a I think it'll end up going. <laughs> the No Hard Feelings nomination. I bet. Did, did awesome. what's his name get nominated? The little kid? No, nah, he didn't. Fuck. Um, performance by an actor in a motion picture comedy. 
or musical or musical or comedy. Nick Cage, Dream Scenario. Oh, I want to see it so bad. Timothy Chalamet, Wonka. What Matt the fuck? Damon, Air. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid, and Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Um, I I really want them to give it a Giamatti, but it'll probably end up going like Jeffrey Wright for American yeah, Fiction. Which I mean, I'm sure he's that great. I'm sure he's great. Yeah. I love Paul Giamatti. He needs to get more recognition. Yeah, I think. Paul Giamatti. That Paul Giamatti's my pick. I think he he'll end up edging out Damon. Yeah, I mean Nick Cage might get some traction. I've heard he's great in that. I genuinely like. Obviously, we haven't seen it yet because Wonka is now. But like, he looks terrible in that. I think the movie actually looks pretty good. No, 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 I'm sure the movie might be fine, but he looks bad. He looks like Razzie level. Like he looks like he knows he's acting in it from the trailer. You didn't feel that way. No, I thought like it looked like I think he looks fine. Really, I didn't think he could do the Wonka thing. Um. Now, this is where it gets weird. They stopped doing, like, the individual, like, drama and musical or comedy things. Okay. Now it's just straight up uh-huh. best supporting actor and best actress, which I don't like because I think they kind of screwed some people out. Yeah. So it goes Willem Dafoe, Poor Things, De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, RDJ, Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, <laughs> um, Charles Melton, May, December, and Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Like, if you separate it into the comedy stuff mm-hmm. – I think Charles Melton easily wins. I don't think anyone's coming close. But then you completely screw Jacob Elordi out of a nomination. For Saltburn? And Jacob Elordi was just as good, maybe even a little better than Barry Keoghan. He was great. He was very, like, Jacob Elordi was very good in Saltburn. But I think. He's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think I'm going to go just because of how, like, I think Charles Melton's very close. I think it's a toss up between him. RDJ and De Niro. Like De Niro's always going to be in a conversation, no matter how you like, how, how you want to say it. He's always going to be in it. So I think it's pick? clearly between RDJ and Charles Mellon. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the young gun. Although I think RDJ will probably win it. I hope Charles Mellon wins. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And then best supporting actress is Emily Bunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, the color people. Purple. Or color purple. Sorry, my phone is so crazy. There's, there's a crack right down the front of his screen. Uh, Jodie Foster, Nyad, Julianne Moore, May December, Rosamund Pike, Saltburn, and Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Mm. Um, this is a tough one. The Color Purple also isn't out yet, right? No, that comes out Christmas okay. Day. Um, it's a tough one. I think, I actually think right now, I'm going to go Rosamund Pike. I was about to say, as good as Julianne Moore is, Roman Rosamund Pike is just like fucking um, delicious yeah. in that um, movie. Oh. I like. Emily Blunt was good in Oppenheimer. I She's very good. I don't think I didn't think she was good enough for like the nomination. Yeah, I just don't remember her being in it. Yeah. I I think uh, Divine Joy Randolph was also really good in the holdovers. I think she's she's a she's a third. She's a very yeah. close third place to the tie for first between. I like her. Julianne Moore and Rosamund Pike, but I'm gonna go Julianne or not Julianne Moore. I'm gonna go Rosamund Pike. I I her. think I agree. Those are our picks as of right now. Those are all the Golden Globe nominations. Let us know if you have any different thoughts from uh, from us and uh, who you think should should have been nominated, who got snubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And please, please watch Spring Breakers. <laughs> I'm so alone. I just need to know like what somebody thought of this movie. Because I look, people like it. They like give it really good reviews. I'm like, can you watch it? You yeah, do that I'll, for I'll me? check it out. I'll check it out. Do it you guys got to check back. it out too. I'm coming back next um, week. But... Anyways, go check out all the socials. We're doing the 25 days of movie reviews. We have been. What was your yes. pick today? My pick today was Christmas with the Cranks. Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis. Good choice. Tim um, Allen, man. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say what spoil what I say on the Instagram, but go check it out. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you enjoy what we're doing. Follow we're us on Twitter. Say, We've been more active follow, on follow Twitter. Us, yeah, follow us on all the socials. We have the link tree that's literally in every bio mm-hmm. on social media we have. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Twitter's great. We post reviews every day on Twitter. They don't like, come on. We do. We do. We're getting better with all the socials. Yeah. Follow us on all of them. Yes. But right. uh, we'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. See you. Hit it, Kenny. <laughs> I know, I know.